All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the fourth episode of Spiked. As always, I'm your host, Robert Vona, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Jack Brittle. Jack, how's it going? I'm doing splendid, Robert. Splendid. You ripped you ripped a page out of my textbook yeah, <laughs> after after I used that for episode three, but hey, just sort cite me next time. Yeah. So on this episode, we're yet again joined by our two friends from OTL, Curtis and Nate. And today we we are going to be predicting our favorite team's records based on their schedule as the NFL has released the full now 17-game schedule as opposed to the 16-game schedule. And we're going to be going back to one of our segments, Hall of Fame or not. We have three players lined up, and it's up to Curtis's, Nate's, and Jack's discretion on whether or not those players are eligible to go to the Hall of Fame. So let's get into it. I thought it would be an interesting idea to kind of predict our team's record for the 2021 NFL season um, based on their schedule. So we're going to do each of our favorite teams. Um, So we're going to start, I guess, well, Nate said Curtis is going to start. So uh, I guess there's the guys like chuckling over there. No, I just saw it. I just got sent a hilarious video. Never mind. Ignore it. I do want you to go first, so I'm very interested to see how you call this. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with the Falcons here. See, okay. Personally, I think that the beginning of the season is gonna be misleading for the Falcons in the sense that they're gonna have a great record because they're playing a bunch of bad teams. Like, no offense to the Jets, (laughs) the Giants. Uh, Literally so playing the Super Bowl, the reigning Super Bowl champs. That's one two. game. They're playing bad teams early on in the season. Yeah, they're playing awful you're, teams you're, you're, for the first game. <laughs> you're you're going you're gonna to tell me that Philadelphia, the Jets, and the Giants are great yeah, teams. They're, they're kind of an I'm just saying it would be the Falcons to lose to every single one of That's them. Today. The Falcons tend yep. to beat good teams and lose to bad okay, teams. This, Carolina is the time. same way. This, 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 this is my time. You can, you can talk about All right, go it. Ahead, go ahead. Later. Go ahead. Didn't mean to so, step on your neck. Go ahead. So I think you guys can disagree with me afterwards. I think it's safe to say that they're going to win for the first five games. They're going to lose to Tampa because Tampa is an unreal team. I also think they're going to win the Super Bowl again this year. So, so, that, so, so let's just, so, let's just go like, like game by game and you yeah, can just okay, say win or loss. Okay, so Philadelphia, they're winning that game. Win. I, I think, think I think that's a win. I'll give you that. They're gonna lose to Tampa because Tampa's like fucking unbelievable. I mean, it's the yeah. Tampa Bay Gronkineers. You're not beating them. Yep. And then they're definitely beating the Jets. Like, if you're saying they're not beating the Jets, I mean, we hope we hope they are. <laughs> I think they will. They, they're gonna no, beat the Jets. So beat that, the Jets. right there, you're two and one. I think they can beat Washington. I'm still not confident in their offense. So Washington's plus, got that defense though. Yeah, and but Heineke. we also but oh yeah, Heineke. Okay. Oh, oh, don't even oh don't even oh Heineke me. That guy almost single-handedly <laughs> carried a victory. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I think they can beat Washington. Washington's a good team. But I think they're, just they're that that Atlanta's offense is so powerful that they'll still score points against Washington. I also think they do they do the pass game, which works well against uh, Washington's defense because they're more of a run defense. Yeah, they have a so, strong front seven. I agree with that. So I think that they will win against Washington, and then the Jets are the Jets, and they're going to beat the Jets. So now the we five. get in. Now we and then they have a bye week in week six. Now we get into a little bit more of the controversial side of the schedule. I think they can beat Miami. I think Miami's 
a little bit like I don't know what they are. Like I don't know like what Tua is. I don't know really like I don't know like Sewell. It was a good ad- ad- addition. So or no, sorry, he went they, to Detroit. Chase they draft Jamar uh, Chase. Jamar's Chase. Sorry, or, sorry no, Jalen Waddle, right? Yeah, it was Waddle. Yeah, Waddle. Like, re- reuniting the Alabama boys. LSU. Like Alabama. I think it's. Oh my god. <laughs> Rob, you. I, I gotta talk. I gotta stop talking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta stop talking. <laughs> Oh, that's not your fault. That's funny. I but I I still think like I think uh, like Atlanta's gonna have a better defense this year. I think that Miami is still kind of trying to figure out what they are. I think they're gonna be a decent team, but and also it's an overseas game, so it's gonna be kind of weird. Like both teams are gonna be jet lagged. Um, or is is that the overseas game? I'm trying to remember. One of their games is in no London. the Jets. Yeah, it's the Jets game. Jets. And then there was oh, it's the Jets game. So there's, there's honestly, two, actually, two over over the seas. Actually, I, I might give them the uh, might give the Falcons the L against Miami just because even though they have the bye week, getting back from London might be a little tough to go play Miami. And then I, no offense, I think they'll beat Carolina. I know you guys are good, but there's two things: a, your defense isn't great, and we have an amazing offense. Uh, we've made a lot of moves. And B, I don't, th- I don't think uh, McCaffrey is going to be a hundred percent this year. Still, so. I'll let that sit. You can, you can have. You, that. you, you think, sit. you, you think that McCaffrey is going to be a hundred percent this whole and, season? And, and you don't? I don't. We brought in a second running, a good second running back. Yeah, and a, a rookie and one. a good quarterback who can actually throw. We're good. I think we're going to be fine. I, I think if any if any season for him to be fully healthy, I think it's this season because we've been we've brought in enough weapons on the offensive side of the ball to be able to subsidize him not getting yeah. 40 but touches. there you go. He's he's not going to be in the game as much. He's not going to be making as much of an impact. And I think he's how, how, you how, how, how are you saying that? You literally just said he's going to be in the game less. So how can no? You argue but with no. That? But how are you saying he's not going to be fully healthy and then banking on him just being fully healthy and then just not playing? No, I'm saying those are both factors. All right, continue your thing. Whatever, continue your thing. I'm not trying to jump on your back. Go ahead. Okay, I think that every game in that division will be close, no matter what team it is. But I think that it's they're going to split the season series. Carolina is going to win one of the games, and the Falcons are going to win the other game, in my opinion. So for, for just argument's sake, we'll say the first game they win because they're going to have a bounce back against Miami. Let's just say that. And then I think they're going to beat New Orleans because, like me and uh, or like we were talking about before the podcast, I don't know who their quarterback really is going to be this year, so I'm not sure how that's going to shake up. So I think we can beat them. Dallas is doesn't really have a defense. I mean, we should have beat them last year. That stupid uh, recovery off the onside kick that uh, that was torturous. I think we can beat Dallas. So right now we're at one, two, three, four. Five, six. We're six and three right now going into week 11. I think they're going to, I think they're going to beat New England because I don't know, Jack, you will talk about this later, but I don't think New England is quite there yet. In a year or two, I think they'll be back to a playoff team. And then Jacksonville is not going to be good. And then they're going to lose in week 13 to Tampa again. They're going to lose to Carolina or wait, they're going to win because I said they would split. Um, and then I'm not sure about. San Francisco. They're definitely going to lose to the to Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to come out even stronger than they did last year, in my opinion. And I think they're going to beat Detroit. So I don't know. I I think they're going to be like I want to say like eleven and 
six is my prediction. So wait, so ten, you, ten and seven. Are, do you think they're going to beat San Francisco? Yeah, I think they can beat San Francisco. Okay, and they're but, and they're beat Detroit. Yeah. Okay, and then they're beating Buffalo. No, they're not losing. To, they're losing to Buffalo, and they're not beating the Saints. Uh, I don't know. It depends on who's their quarterback. Well, it's going to be Jameis. Then I think they beat them because I don't have faith in Jameis. All right. Well, if I'm if I'm looking at this objectively, the only ones that I would change, to be honest, I think they're I think they're getting smacked by the Giants. I think the Giants at home early, I think will be kind of big for them. Um, it kind of just depends how well they click early, but I think that's one of the only games that kind of jumps out at me. I don't know what you said for Dallas. Did, yeah, did you say W or L for Dallas? I said L for Dallas. I think they're going to lose to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think Dallas can beat them. I think Dallas will be a win. I think low key, maybe by the end of the season, I think the Jacksonville one could be a bit of a scare. I think, as I said, the Falcons and Panthers kind of share that kind of tendency to lose to bad teams and beat good teams, or at least contend and hang with good teams. So I think, especially Jacksonville, once Trevor Lawrence starts to kind of figure it out, I think that could be a bit dangerous mm-hmm. midseason. But the, the, only two the only ones for me, the only two up in the air for me, I think, is San Francisco and New England. I don't know what I don't know what New England's going to be this year. Because I guess Cam's your quarterback this year, right? Yeah, Cam's yeah. your quarterback until he doesn't do yeah, well. That's what, that's what, yeah, Belichick said it's Cam's team. So, yeah. And then San Francisco, I guess Jimmy. I, is that on the road? Oh, it's uh, Trey Lance. I think, I think San Fran takes that. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, don't, yeah, but, I still don't know what's going on with San Fran. Like, they take exactly. It's like, is Jimmy G out? Is Jimmy G going to Denver? Is Jimmy? Is, I don't know what's going on. They they haven't really said anything. I I, I think I think it's safe to say that the Falcons will have a blow above five hundred record. So you're saying eleven and six? I'm saying I, I'm going to say ten and seven. Yeah, I think it's pretty fair. I, I think is what I think. I know Nate thought is going to be a homer and give them like a. 15 and three record or <laughs> no. something like that. Well, no. Okay. Hold I, on. I think I thought 11 and six was fairly fair. I think it was a bit of an overestimation, but I didn't think see it as being outlandish. I just like, think like, the capability. I also think, teams. I also think Kyle Pitts is going to be a, like a difference maker this year. Like, I think he's going to win offensive rookie of the year. I mean, it's either on, him. It's either going to be him or Lawrence. In my opinion, I don't mind. Those that. are my early picks. Okay. So you're going 10 and seven. Yeah, I'll go with ten and seven. Okay. If, if they surprise me, they surprise me. I think that's that's reasonable. Yeah, I would... that's fair. So, I... uh, or go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, like, much like the Panthers, I just think a lot of their success comes down to like how strong the NFC South is. Like, I really, I really anticipate it be like arguably the strongest like division in football this year. But um, I, I think you and me both can agree, Nate, that I think the Saints are going to have a little bit of a dip off this year, a little bit of hey, a drop off. That's that's the thing. It's going to be a mixed bag, man. Like as I said, like we really haven't seen Jameis at full prime for, I mean, I don't want to say forever, but aside from like two years, fifty touchdowns and twenty-seven picks, I mean, I really don't consider that being prime Jameis. But I mean, very small sample size through a touchdown in the playoffs. I mean, that's pretty dope, but. Other than that, I mean, we don't really know what it's going to be. We don't know if it's going to be just a heavy dose of Taysom Hill gadget and slot play or if it's going to be actually putting the ball in Jameis's hands and letting him go to town. But I don't know. Just, I think besides that, just the Bucks are going to be the Bucks, and the Panthers kind of have a tale of two schedules, this or tale of two sides of their schedule. And I feel like it's going to be very, it's going to be very misleading early as to how decent they're going to be, I guess. Okay, then I guess it's a good segue for you to go into the Yeah, we can Panthers move on to schedule. the Panthers. Uh, sure. I mean, I... Uh, I mean, against the Jets, like at home, that's a win. 
Um, I, I really don't think there's really ifs, ands, or buts about that. I mean, they don't have an O-line. They have a brand-new quarterback. I really don't see it being crazy in uh, in their favor. Uh, skip over to New Orleans. Um, even at home against New Orleans, that's a bit shaky. Um, I'm still going to give them the win. I think they're going to squeak it out. Um, I mean, I think that one's probably the biggest early toss-up of the first half. I think everything else is pretty straight in front because I kind of went over this last night and kind of did it myself, but – um, I think that early New Orleans game is kind of my only real scare for the, through the first eight or nine weeks, aside from what I picked. But so I guess that's I'll say two and zero for now. But that could easily be one and one. Um, at Houston, I think that's still a win. I mean, Deshaun Watson, I don't think is playing for Houston again, let alone playing at all. Um, but I think that'll kind of just come to however the tables end up turning. They also have um, nobody now. Yeah, they they they've had no or they have no draft capital. They had no draft capital. They will not have draft capital. Um, so I guess it's three and zero. Dallas, I think they lose at Dallas. I just that's a game that they would definitely lose. Um, Philly, I think that's going to be another loss. That would just be the kind of thing that the Panthers do go on a bit of a slide early. So I, I think you're you're, you're under. I think you should give them the win there. Like against they're going to win no. that game. I don't. I don't disagree that that should be a win. I'm just saying that I think that personally they will lose. I don't know why. I just think they will. I'm just trying not to overestimate this team because it's a very good team. And I'm very, very, this is like the most excited I've been for a Panthers team since they made the Super Bowl. So I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but it just comes down to how Sam Darnold plays. We really don't know. I mean, he was, he was on a varsity team with no O-line with a, with a high school coach calling his plays. So I don't really know what I'm going to, what we're going to expect here, but I have very high hopes. So three and two through uh, five weeks, Minnesota's a win. That's pretty outright four and two. Um, at the Giants, much like the Falcons, I think that one's a bit of a toss-up. I'm going to give us a little bit of the edge there. I think we have a stronger, more complete defense than they do. And uh, I just think that'll be the edge. So I guess it's five and two. Um, at the Falcons, I think that's a loss. I think Falcons at home have proven to be pretty strong. I think, as you said, I think it's going to be a 50-50 split. I think we're going to win the second one at home in the second half of the season. So that's five and three. New England against Cam at home. I think Cam's going to be motivated to win that game. That's what I think too. I think it's going to be a Cam revenge tour game. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll consciously give him that. So I guess it's five and four Arizona. I think we lose that. It's five and five Washington tough. I think you can, I think at home, I think you guys can take them. Yeah. Yeah. Washington, Washington is just hard. Cause like we saw, they played in their one playoff game last year, like extremely, extremely stifling against one of the best offenses in the league. So I mean, it kind of just depends how, how they come out and play early, but I, I'm going to give them a win on that. I think if they if they end up losing to Arizona, I think they're going to come back fired up at home. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's six and five. Miami, I think it's a win, so that's seven and five. And then this is where it gets a bit scary because I'm looking at this last half, and I looked at it last night and I almost cried. Um, Atlanta's a win. So, I mean, that's what, seven and – or, sorry, eight and five? Yeah. Yeah, so eight and five. And then I think these last four games are all losses. And I mean, I'm just saying that objectively, but I think the last four at Buffalo is definitely a loss. I'm not going to lie. I definitely think you guys have a harder schedule than Atlanta this year. Yeah. I like even just looking at it, like we have a few tough games trickled into the beginning, but this last to end it, to go Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans, Tampa, that is ridiculous. And the fact that you guys have to play Arizona for the Panthers. Yeah. So, I mean, so we're eight and five coming out of week 14 but then what we end up eight and nine because we get shafted and we have to play buffalo at home at home against tampa which could kind of be a toss-up but i'm i have to give that to tampa uh, at new orleans which i feel like we'd lose going down the stretch and then at tampa which we are definitely going to lose so i mean 
ideally when I did this the first time I had us at, I think it was nine and eight, but I guess flip side. Now that I'm looking at it again, I'm going eight and nine. I think that's a bit of a ceiling or a bit of a floor prediction. Like I think we could easily go higher than that if we stun a few of these games, but I'm, I'm very high on this team. We made a lot of really good signings. Like I really like the additions we made in our secondary and our front seven. Like I think I saw Reddick and Denzel Perryman will be huge. Uh, AJ Boye, once he comes back week three is going to be awesome. JC Horn's going to be a great piece. Um, and even, even on offense, we made a few really good additions. I think Dan Arnold's going to be going to be huge. Chubba Hubbard is going to be massive. I've uh, got a few, got a few offensive linemen in the draft, which will be huge. Um, I, I think it's a very, there's a very good potential that they could go 10 and seven this season. I think eight and nine is pretty fair given how tough the division is and the end of their season kind of coming down the stretch. As I said, that eight and nine could easily turn into 10 and seven, but I'm going to lock it in at eight and nine. I was about to say, I think, I think they beat New Orleans would be my one change in week 17. I think despite it being in the Superdome, I think that, you know, this team's going to, when it's on the line, they're going to pull it out. If you guys are like fighting for that wild card spot, which I think, you know, in that conference, I think the Falcons. I think we and, definitely we definitely have the shot to fight for a wild card in the NFC. I think I think, that, I think our team is very talented. I think that because there's, yeah, I think that Falcons and Carolina will be fighting for that wild card spot, or those wild card spots. Hey, don't count out the Bears too, though. Bears no, got a I'm, crazy defense addition to Fields too, because I really realistically, if Audrey, if Rogers is playing in Green Bay, I think that's their uh, division title there, but. I don't know. The NFC is going to be strong this year. So, I mean, I'm trying not to get my hopes up as indicative by their, uh, by my predicted uh, ranking of their uh, overall standings. But I think eight and nine, as I said, is kind of the basement of that. I think 10 and seven could, we could end up seeing. And I think that would kind of push them into a playoff projection, but I think eight and nine is pretty fair. First year under Darnell kind of figuring it out. Joe Brady kind of figuring out what he's getting. Um, I mean, as I said, a lot of potential, a lot of young, we're, I think we're rounded out to the youngest team in the NFL right now uh, through our draft as well. So a lot of potential. So, I mean, it's kind of, kind of going to be a mixed bag of what we get. Yeah, the NFC East is going to get crapped on again this year. Just looking at the NFC in general. Like, because also the NFC West is murderer's row. So you got Seattle, yeah, the yeah. Rams, Arizona, and I don't even think San Francisco will be terrible. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to float this out there. I know no one here is a Rams fan, but the Rams are arguably my sleeper to go NFC champ this year. I love the Matty Stafford pickup. I've been very high on that all off season, but I like, I just, if if Tampa was in that division, I would agree with you or in that conference. Sorry. Fair. So, um, yeah. Okay. So I think now we're going to move on to, uh, Rob's favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So yeah. uh, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a huge disclaimer. There's going to be a lot of losing. It's going to be a lot of L's <laughs> coming up. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to fire away. Uh, so yeah, we, week one at Buffalo, uh, this isn't even going to be a loss. This is going to get like, this is going to get out of hand by the second quarter probably. <laughs> so we're going to get absolutely blown out of the water um, mm. at home against Vegas. I hope they win. If they, I, I, I'm going to chalk it down as a win. I hope they win that. It, to start the season 0-2, that, that'd be devastating. But I think they can take that against Vegas. Um, at home against Cincinnati. Like, like again, I, I'd love to say that they win. But, you know, I saw it I last year. I think that's year. a win. I, yeah, think, I, was I think it's say, you don't think they win with an O-line and, or with no O-line and uh, Burrow still standing on half a leg? You'd be surprised, but I think this early on into the season, I think it's pretty safe to say that they can, that they can manage a win here. 
Um, and then moving on to week four against Green Bay, again, uh, we're probably going to get absolutely smoked. So, well, we'll I mean, depends we'll on who the quarterback yeah, not, is. Not if That's Blake true. Bortles is playing. <laughs> well, but what about Jordan Love? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just just I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the state. I think I I I think they'll I'm gonna mark it down as a loss. So I think that's that's two and two through two weeks. Uh, sorry, four weeks of the season at home against Denver. I mean, I saw it last year in like week three or four. They played Denver at home, and that was with Drew Locke as their quarterback, without you know Sertain, and they almost blew it. So the, this is a toss up in my opinion. As much as it hurts to say this, but you know, for the benefit of the doubt, I'll give him the win because I don't want to sound like that guy, but I'm mean, gonna I'll, I'll give him the win. At home against Seattle. I don't They're know catching I mean. hands in that game. <sighs> well, Seattle also can't it's, play past defense. It's a it's a Sunday, it's a Sunday night football game up in the Berg. You know, hopefully Steelers Nation is out there show, showing up, but I don't know. I think this is gonna be a tight one. And uh, like you know, Seattle really hasn't done anything to improve their defense and their offense is very, very good. The Steelers, obviously, you know, they lost some key parts on their offense and their defense this year. This is a tough one. Um, I'm going to, you know what, chalk it down as a loss, honestly. I, would, I wouldn't even be surprised if they lose this. So let's call it three and three through six weeks. we got the bye week in week seven getting right back at it in week eight and taking another L in Cleveland uh, on Halloween. So that's dropping us to three and four at home against Chicago on Monday night football. Wait, I want to say it. The bears, the bears, the bears, (laughs) bear Don shout out to Cuban Z. You know, Chicago obviously got a lot better. Their defense is great. Um, I, I, th- I think Pittsburgh wins this. This is a primetime football game, so I think Pittsburgh takes it. At home against Detroit, again, I think that's another win. Um, week 11 at the Chargers on Sunday night football. Honestly, I think the char- uh, the Chargers are they're looking sharp going into next year. So I think the addition of Sewell, was, or, uh, was it Slater they drafted? Yeah. I think that's a, that's a big uh, addition, and it's Sunday night football in L.A. So I'll give that to the Chargers. Week 12 at Cincinnati, again, a, a divisional matchup. I wouldn't even be surprised if they lose this. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw that down as a loss. Week 13 against Baltimore at home. I'll be optimistic. I'm going to say they split it with Baltimore. So I'll say they, they'll take the win in week 13 against Baltimore. Um, week 14 at Minnesota for Thursday night football. Hmm. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I think uh, I'll give it to Minnesota. Honestly, I'll give it to Minnesota in week 14. Week 15 at home against Tennessee. I think Pittsburgh can take it. You know, they almost blew it and probably should have blew it last year to Tennessee, but I'm really hoping by this point in the season, they're actually fighting for something and they actually decide to show up and play. So I'll give it to Pittsburgh in week 15. You know, third time's a charm. Week 16, going into Kansas City, like, blown up, probably. Um, So, yeah, that's another loss. Week 17 at home against Cleveland, Monday Night Football. See, like, I'm going to say they're going to win, and I know Curtis is waiting on it. He's going to chirp me about what happened in the playoffs. (laughs) Like, he's smiling behind it. Yeah, yeah, I I know. I know, Curtis. I know, I know. 
I don't, I don't know. What do you want from me? I can't win. I get it. But, All I'm going to say is that Cleveland has gotten better and, you know, the Steelers have gotten worse. But, you know, I guess one can dream. One can hope. But the Steelers got Najee. At this point in the season, week 17, do I see the Steelers fighting for a wild card spot or a division title? I don't know. I want to say yes, but I don't know. And I feel like Cleveland is like, there's a lot of hype surrounding Cleveland. So I'll, you know what? These last two weeks, just mark them down both as losses. Honestly, week 17 and 18 at home against Cleveland and then in Baltimore. So what is that record then? It's, uh, that's seven and ten. I think so. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm sorry to do this to you, Robert, but I only have one correction, and I think they're losing to Tennessee. Especially since it's at Tennessee. So that'd be my only thing. That'd be my only thing. Well, it's at home, isn't it? Hey, hey, oh no, it is no, at it's, home. It's, sorry, in, it's right. in Pittsburgh. It's in Pittsburgh. Steelers, Steelers play well early though. They're always good in early games. I don't think that'll matter week one against Buffalo, but every other early game I think they're winning. Besides the Cleveland game, the one Cleveland game. I, I hope so. I, you you think they're going to beat the Packers? Well, it's four. No, it's a four. It's a four twenty-five game. I didn't say yeah. evening games. I said. Early. Oh, you. Oh, you said. Early. I think they beat thought, Baltimore week eighteen, though. To be honest, when you said when you say early game, I thought you meant like in in the schedule, not time wise. No, I was talking time wise. They always play early or well early in the day. Kind of a obscure stat, but I don't know why I really know <laughs> that. But they kind of do. Um. I think I will say though I think seven and ten. To be honest, I don't want to I don't want to be a dick and say it's accurate, but I think it's pretty accurate. I think I could give them the eight and nine nod for sure. I think they definitely have the capability to beat Baltimore last week, kind of save some dignity. But um, I don't know. I think Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is in that in between stage where they don't really know if they're in a rebuilding stage or not. And I think the situation with I, I don't even think Big Ben's the problem. I just I just this schedule doesn't really play well into Pittsburgh. I just. This won't be a good season. I saw I, I saw this thing from TSN, and I think it was Pittsburgh. They have the hardest schedule next year based off of opponents' winning percentage. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like you, what you play Cleveland twice, which is divisional. I get that. I mean, you play a bunch of like Baltimore twice again. Like it makes sense. City. But, yeah, but even the beginning Buffalo. of your season, like Buffalo, Green Bay, and Seattle in your first three weeks, like they're really doing you a dirty hand. And even you get your first few weeks of like after your bye. By the way, early bye week too, week seven, got to play 10 games after that. That's tough. Or sorry, 11 games. That's hard. Um, And yeah, I mean, Cleveland, uh, Chicago, and then, I mean, Detroit's kind of, yeah, but then LA, Cincinnati again, and then Baltimore. Like, I mean, you don't really get a break of playing good teams. I mean, it's From- hard. From experience, playing the Seahawks and Packers in the first three weeks is tough on you, especially if the Packers have Aaron Rodgers again. I uh, just because the Falcons absolutely got obliterated in both those games to start their season. So, I, I mean, it's gonna be tough. Like, I think the Falcons got out really easy this year, and like, honestly, to like uh, the Carolina and um, the Steelers kind of drew the short straws this year, but. You know, it is what it is, I guess. But, like, I don't think they're going to be a bad team. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what they are. Like, I don't know. Can, can you tell me what they are? Because, like, I don't know what they are. Like, are they trying to, they're, like. I think they're a bad team. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do. I, I, thought they, I thought they were, 12, <laughs> they were they were 12 and 4 last year, and I thought they were a pretty bad team. So, let alone. uh I mean, we, people were calling them frauds around. when they were undefeated. Yeah. They were squeaking yeah. by against bad teams. I mean, people, I people literally call every NFL team that's good frauds. They're like, "Oh, those are yeah. frauds." 
Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that Pittsburgh were frauds, but I mean, they did have a lot of very unconvincing wins against yeah. bad teams. So, I mean, yep. that is kind of indicative of the way that they were. And then it also the didn't help the narrative that they absolutely got like destroyed by Cleveland in the playoffs. Like not to like rub it in Robert, but you're definitely hey, trying the, to rub the it Panthers didn't yeah, even yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I'm not sure rub it in. Yeah, okay, Curtis. <laughs> not to rub it in, but you guys got absolutely <laughs> annihilated. <laughs> guys got dogged. <laughs> you guys got pounded. Hey, yeah. hey, all all Robert has to say is two numbers, <laughs> and this conversation goes hmm. a completely different way. It's okay. I think the the worst uh schedule or not the worst schedule, the worst uh what am I trying to say here? Record is coming up next. Oh, um, I don't know about that. Get a load, yeah, of, get a load of this guy. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. All right, I, guys... I want to oh, hear. Yeah, I want to hear yeah. how are the New England Patriots stacking up next year, Jack. I haven't, lo- I haven't looked if at it... their schedule yet. So, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Curtis is praying on our downfall, but did you guys, <laughs> did you guys, did you guys see who uh, we picked up in you know free agency uh, this year? I don't know. I did. You picked up a few very good pieces. Which the one? John, the yeah. Johnu Smith, the Hunter Henry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, great pieces for Cam, though. Like, I mean, he loved throwing to Greg Olson his entire career in Carolina. So, I mean, that's going to go really well. And, I mean, especially how athletic Johnu is, it's going to kind of expand that offense. Yeah, you, and, and like, Kendrick Bourne. Um, oh, I forgot else? about Kendrick Bourne, too. The thing yeah. is, it kind of – it's indicative of, I think, new age Bill Belichick. I think he's more willing to kind of – go out of his i guess element kind of experiment well, it's just because tom brady's money. gone yeah i guess that's like, true <laughs> you know we don't have him to cover up our, our mistakes anymore but um you have cam newton <laughs> yeah all and right i will say this i think like could i see halfway through the season like mac jones being the quarterback i could see that happening i'm not so, saying it sorry I, I didn't mean to cut you off i have a hot take if cam for some reason goes one and two for the first two weeks Mac Jones will be starting against Tampa Bay. Also, did you do you see this? If you're on ESPN right now, they have like ticket prices for the games. Yeah, I, I know for that, t- for that Tampa absurd. game. That Tampa game is ticket prices as low, air quotes around <laughs> low, as twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a lot of skins. <laughs> well, it's it's one is a Sunday night football game. And two, it's Brady's return to to, to Fox the dark Bro, side. So yeah. So, anyways, Fox. I'll I'll start off with uh, predicting each game. So um, give her. So we start off at home against Miami. Um, like like a lot of you guys said, I don't really know what Miami is. Um, I'm I'm not 100 percent sold on Tua, but I think they're definitely going to be a good team. Um, but you know what? This is New England's home opener. Um, I'm going to put that down as a win. Um, next game at New York, that that's a win. I mean, I think I think I think the Jets are going to be better than they were last year, just because they have a uh, you know Zach Wilson, and I think they have a better coach. Um, but I still think they're going to be pretty bad. So I think that's like that's a win. So that's two and zero. I think you're being generous to the Jets, but yeah. You know. That, that could be I true. hope Zach Wilson. We're, we're, we're trying to stay murdered. optimistic here. Yeah. I hope Zach Wilson doesn't get murdered. Then uh, we're at home against New Orleans. Um, I could see that being a, a tight game. I'm going to give the win to New Orleans though, so that's two, uh, two and one. Tampa. As much as I'd love to win this game, 
you know, against against Brady. I just I can't like I can honestly see Tampa going like maybe not maybe not 17 and 0, but like close to having a perfect season next year. I mean they just look so good. From like um, every single starter. Yeah. Also, does does Tom Brady point at a Bill after the game? Just like see you later and walk <laughs> off the field when they win. He's like a little farewell. No, I mean, I think you're going to expect the same like cordial handshake Bill always gives, but you'll yeah. be able to pick up like the little audible uh, good, good game, Tom. It was, <laughs> it was a bunch of playing against you. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> we got to clip Nate's uh, Bill Belichick uh, <laughs> impression. That was good. I thought we had Bill like, Belichick in the yeah. hall for a second. <laughs> yeah. cool. uh, we, we have a great roster this year. Um, <laughs> Next question. Um, so, yeah, as much as I'd, like, I'd love to win that game, I think that's probably an L. Um, you know what? I wouldn't even be mad at that. Like, as long as it's a close game, I wouldn't even be mad. But I think I think that's an L. So that's two and two. Wait, what, what score would you have to what score would it have to be in order for you to be upset? Like if they get like dunked on, um, would you be upset? Like if it was like 40 no, if, to 10? No, then I, yeah, then I'd be pissed, but I'm talking about Curtis, it. Like, I'm not trying to rub it in, but like, yeah. I'm not sure. what if you guys could absolutely slam? <laughs> if it was 40 to 10, would you be upset? No, Curtis, I wouldn't be upset. Like what, what do you think? What if they put in Mac Jones yes. 10 minutes into the game because they're down 30? Yeah. Um. No, I, I mean, if it was like, you know, if it, if it ends up as like a one possession game, I'd be I'd be okay. This guy's crying, Curtis is having some anaphylactic shot going on right now. I think I put if they're down forty to ten. Would you be upset? No, Curtis, I wouldn't. That'd be perfect. No, Curtis, I would be think? laughing through my teeth. Um. Oh, oh, oh. This guy's gonna have a great sleep oh, now. He's okay. sweating out all of this. <laughs> All right, so sorry, Jack. Wait, I was on the bus, keep, man. I'm sorry. Keep on going. Give me a second. I need to go on like a two second walk. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Oh my god. Oh. Man, Curtis, 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 Curtis is just coming for me. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, hey, not to rub it in, but you guys are gonna get absolutely shit stomped. Yeah, and. and <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I think Curtis is giving birth in the background right now. Oh god. This is this is a show. This is all gonna be cut out. No, th- this has to go into some blooper folder that gets kept. Holy oh. lord. Jeez, it's gonna take me a long ass time to edit. I'm so sorry, Jack. I did not mean to start this. It's okay. (laughs) You can tell the way he got back. You can tell the way he's sitting back in his seat. He's drained. Man, I I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. (laughs) Robert. (laughs) All right. We got to get back on. Yeah, we got to go. Let's go. All right. Just edit no. out fucking five minutes of the podcast right there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> where were we? So, um, yeah, so okay, so two and two is, is what we're starting off with. Next, we're uh, we're at home against Houston. I mean, that's an automatic, uh, that's an automatic W. So, that's three and two. 
at home against Dallas. Um, I don't know. I, I, Dallas is another one of those teams. I, I don't know what to think, but I'm going to say that's a win. So that's, uh, that's four and two versus the jets. Uh, that's five and two at the chargers. I mean, we absolutely annihilated the chargers last year, uh, at home, but I think they're going to, I think they're going to be a better team. So I'm going to say that's an L so that's five and three at Carolina. Um, yeah, like that's Cam's revenge game. I'm going to say that's a win. That's what is that? Six and what did I say? Six, six and, and three. two, six and three. Six and yeah. Three. I, I am physically biting my tongue, but <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't hate the narrative of that. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, would I be so I think it'll be a close game. I, I think it will be too. Way. I think, yeah. I think they're both fairly complete teams, especially considering new England signings. I think that that could be, I think aside from the Tampa game, I think that'll be the most competitive game in the first half of their season. Maybe, maybe the Dallas game. I think that'll yeah. probably be one of the more tight games. Yeah, I agree. Um, at home against Cleveland, I'm going to say that's a loss. Um, so that's six and four at Atlanta. Sorry, Curtis. I'm going to say that's a W. So I'm going to say that's seven and four. Uh, at home Agreed against Ten- at home against Tennessee. Um, I think that's a win. That's eight and four. Uh, at Buffalo, Wait, Jack, yeah. How would it feel if you lost forty to ten to Buffalo? <laughs> it's not going to happen, Curtis. <laughs> Oh God! Here we go. Here we go. here goes the spiral. The sweat yeah. starts yeah. down his forehead. Oh, <laughs> Curtis is going to go into hysterics again. No, I'm good. Curtis okay. laughs into a coma. He's just. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like you're making all these references to me laughing for five minutes, and that's all going to get cut out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we're just basically ruining content at this point. Jesus, Jack. I'm sorry. Just keep that's talking. Okay. Um, at yeah, at Buffalo, it's a Monday night game. <sighs> Yeah, I'm gonna say that. I mean, I'll say that's a loss. So that's what uh, eight and five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at Indy, that's a good game, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say that's. I'm gonna say it's a W. I'm gonna say that's a, so. We're at nine. We're nine and nine and five. Um, versus Buffalo. I'm gonna say we split the split the season series with Buffalo. So I'm gonna say we win that one. So that's ten and five. Versus Jacksonville, that's a win. So eleven and five. And then at Miami. I'm gonna say we split the series with Miami too. So that's a that's a loss. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we finished the season eleven and six. Okay. So my notes are I think you're losing to Indy, and I think you're getting swept in the Buffalo series, but I think you would sweep Miami, personally. I think you're okay. going to win both games against Miami, but I don't think you're going to beat the Bills. But the, I don't think you're going to beat the Bills this year because they're just an underrated team, in my opinion. They're going to be one of the best teams in the NFL. And I just think that Indy is kind of like the anti-New um, England. So I just would say why, that Indy would win, but those why, are my Why do you say that? I just feel like, because especially if, like, well, let's say that Cam is still your quarterback. I think their defense matches up really nice against, you know, a Cam offense, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. 
I don't. I don't think the indie. I don't think the indie take. Oh, sorry, Rob. Do you want to go? Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I don't. I don't mind the indie take. I um. I think indie could indie could definitely pull that out. Um, but I, I actually think that especially late in the season, coming off the bye week, I think that that would be kind of the exact game to kind of set a standard for the rest of the season. Like, and to be honest, I don't mind the Buffalo split either. Like, I think they win that second Buffalo game at home. I think there's a very good possibility that they go four and zero after their bye week. Um. I think they, the only, they almost they almost beat Buffalo this year in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean they play they very much have the potential, and the thing is they only got better this off season. So yeah. I mean they're really there's no reason that they should be able to compete. So I don't I don't mind your I don't mind your eleven and six. I think for the most part I like your picks. I like the split of Buffalo too. I think it's super fair. Um, mm-hmm. I think as Curtis said, the only one that's really kind of a bit concerning is Indy. I think Indy's one of those. Yeah, teams I, I think that game it. could go either way. Yeah. And other than that, I mean, you're turning 11 to 6 into 10, 10 and 7, which I still think is a win for their season this year. So, I mean, I don't mind those takes at all. I pretty much have the exact same picks. All right. I concur. Yeah. So, so do you think that – so it looks like, like judging from these records, I could see – I could see New England making the playoffs. I Judging from Curtis's record, I could see the Falcons maybe – being a wild card yeah but i think falcons could squeak into that second wild card it yeah. depends on what seattle does in my opinion yeah because arizona and seattle i think i think the rams are going to win that division and i think arizona and seattle will be pushing for those other two wild card spots to be honest I think, with Carolina. Be, I think it's got to be arizona man like I one think of them if we're taking arizona or seattle like i understand the rest oh yeah of factors i'm taking thing, arizona but, but like dude the cardinals at least, like on both sides of the ball, they could be the most complete team in the NFL this year. Aside that, aren't the Bucks or the Chiefs? No, I, like, I'm, I'm being or, no, or the Rams. I'm, I would say the Rams too, but but I'm saying that, like, in my opinion, that you know, Seattle. Like, I think the I think Arizona. I agree with you is a lock to make the playoffs. Maybe not in first, but a lock. And I think that um, you know it's going to be between Seattle, Carolina, and um, you know the the Falcons for that last wild card spot. That's that's how I see yeah. it shaking down. Uh, I don't mind that. I mean, the Panthers, as as you mentioned, definitely I think have a chance. I just I'm kind of going with a more conservative approach, just because like I don't want to be too high on Darnold, especially considering how tough the end of our season is. Like, there the early season, if it goes how I think it will, is going to be like I think a bit too a bit too overrated in terms of how good our team. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, this is the most complete team we've had. The in the fraud world. Panthers. Yeah, the fraud, the fraud Panthers starting five and two. Everybody's like, these guys are frauds. <laughs> and then they go lose. Like, if, if it goes how I think it's going to go, the Panthers are probably going to be the streakiest team in the NFL because they have it's only back to back wins and losses with no splits. It's three wins, two losses, two wins, three L's, three W's, four L's. So, I mean, if it goes how, how I think it is, then it's going to be a very streaky team. But as I said, it's just going to be Sam Darno kind of figuring it out, actually playing with weapons, uh, with confident play callers and a head coach in front of him. Um, I mean, Scott Fitter has come out like their GM and said many times that he has a lot of faith in Darno, and even Joe Brady is going to put him in the best position to win, give him a plenty of opportunity to change the play calling as, as he wants to feel comfortable in his offense. But I, uh, if there's any time for the Panthers to kind of make big strides, especially considering how young our core is, I mean, I think it has to be now. And I mean, we made, we had a great draft. I think one of the best drafts out of any team with no bias, but um, a lot of up for the Panthers. I just don't, especially with how tough the NFC South is. It's just, it's hard to compete against the box. The Falcons are going to be good. And we don't know what the saints are going to be too. Like the Panthers could easily be the last seed in the NFC South. And I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That division's wide open. Um, yeah, and the Steelers are going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> 
So <laughs> to be honest, I could easily see that the Steelers record record being flipped though. I could easily see the vice versa of that. And like, even with the Steelers having a tough, like go at it, like in terms of their schedule, I just, I don't know. The Steelers are one of those teams that pulls out tough wins and doesn't really lose to bad teams. So I, I mean, for the most part, I mean, there were a few shaky ones last year as we talked about, but I could easily see that being flipped. I could easily see the pan or the, uh, sorry, the Steelers making a push for the playoffs. Well, I mean, they have the man, the myth, the legend as the head coach. So, I mean, I think they'll be all right. Tom dog. So well, we'll save that for another day because we, this Rob, is Rob is a huge enough. Mike Tomlin guy. Oh, I love him. Oh yeah. Everything about him. Just never uh, miss the playoffs. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But before we take Steelers this fans. off the rails, even more, uh, I think, I think we should move on to our final last topic. segment of, uh, of the, of the episode. Jeez, four-hour podcast. Let's continue yeah. going on. Yeah, it, I, we have been at this for a a comfortable minute. Oh yeah. I mean, so, my la- my laughing at yeah, I was gonna like say twenty minutes didn't help. Hey, I can't funny. lie though. Time flies when we're having fun. We've had That's a good true. time. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Let's get five stars on Apple Podcasts. Thanks. Shout out Taco Man two four seven. I was gonna say who we hey, think to you. Who, who we, we think, think is who? Um, I really I don't want to butcher his name. Was it? What's the guy's name? Oh, my gosh. I think I screenshotted it on my phone. Making, Give me one. Really right Justin oh, Renfro, I believe it was. Yes, that is who it was. Justin Renfro, former yes. NFL CFL player, absolute stud. NFL CFL, and what was the other one? It was like XFL. I, wasn't it XFL? Yeah, no, experimental. No, it was, no, it was, it was ex- experimental. Experimental. No, it's ex- fall it, experimental football league. Or yeah, that like. was it. Yeah, yeah. FXFL, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Justin. But uh, yeah, going into our great final cup segment, champion. He's a great cup champ. Yeah. He only played in one game in the great cup season, but hey, he still gets a ring. Ring. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters. Um, yeah. Heading into our final segment of the podcast. If you've been listening to our podcast, you've seen uh, you've seen this once, you've seen a revised version with Jacob in our previous episode, but it's back, the good old fashioned Hall of Fame or not. All right. So the way it works is I have three players here, player A, player B, player C. I have kind of like a resume put together and it's up to the three, my three or our two guests. That is my co-host Jack. Um, it's up to their discretion on whether or not these players will be eligible or not to go into the hall of fame. So we'll start it off nice and simple player a uh, throughout his career has posted a 75 and 63 record has passed touchdowns, 118 interceptions three-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. He has an MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, and Offensive Player of the Year award to his name. Yes, this is an easy slam. Yes, well, he's a Hall of Famer. I have a feeling I know who this is. <laughs> he's a Hall of Famer, and we're not getting into this I feel like yet. there's not a coincidence as to why this player was chosen. I, um, the, the, thing that, the thing that jumps out to me is the record is not great. But I also I mean, don't I mean, think the touchdown to interception ratio is that great either. Yeah, that's a lot of picks. And to be honest, in terms of individual accolades, there are better quarterbacks who aren't in who have more accolades than that. Like, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say this is not who you think it is, Curtis. I, I, I no, I'm just saying purely on what the stats say. I think if you've thrown over 31,000 yards and you're an MVP, uh, three-time Pro Bowler, and you've you know, you have a winning record like that, and especially if you're also. It's the only a winning record by by eight games, though. 
Yeah, but it's true. Okay, well, if we want to do that, then well, twelve games. Oh, 12 games. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Bad amount. I don't know. <laughs> I I say he's a Hall of Famer. It doesn't matter who it is. I think it's the Hall of Famer. It could honestly be. I I think I know who it is, and it's not. You know what? I'm gonna say he's not a Hall of Famer because I think that that record is not very good, and the TD to pick to interception ratio is not good. And I like, think I like, know who it is. Like um, Nate, like Nate said, like there's there's other quarterbacks that have a you know a similar resume that are not in. Um, there's only there's only one that really like popped out at me, and uh, I don't know if you guys are very familiar with it. Like he was even way before my time, but uh, he's the Bengals' all time leading passer, Ken Anderson. Um, my dad, my dad's a big fan of him for some obscure reason. Um, but he uh, he had a pretty pretty illustrious, like not a very illustrious career. Like he made it to the Pro Bowl four times, led the league in completion percentage, like I think it was three or four times, but pretty decent career. As we said, completion percentage, uh, win record or win to loss, uh, passing yards are pretty decent. But I mean, just from that resume alone, I think without a Super Bowl, especially with like usually you would see since it's a quarterback, maybe like six or seven Super Bowls with a MVP and or sorry, six or seven Pro Bowls with a Super Bowl and an MVP. I mean, that would usually be kind of the recipe for a for a nod there. But I'm going to say no. I don't really know who the player is. I thought it was Matt Ryan. I don't think it's Matt Ryan because he has way more wins than that. But I don't know. Are there any well, takers? Any guess? I, I have... uh, is it um, Philip Rivers? No, Rivers is way more passing yards than that. I have. Oh a, yeah, I have it's a... true. Same with I Matt a... Ryan. He has a lot more. I have a guess. Oh, I is it, it someone? Sorry, go ahead, Robert. I think it could be Rich Gannon, former <laughs> Raiders quarterback. That's not a bad show. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Um, well, yeah, I got it really. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're all wrong. This is Cam Newton. Wow. Ooh. I thought Nate was kind of leaning towards it when he's like, I didn't think this was a coincidence. No, I, I, I didn't even really like think the passing yards was that indicative. I guess I should have looked a bit deeper into that. But Cam I mean, has 118 interceptions. Yeah, this is Cam Newton. Well, I mean, yeah, he did. He didn't have the best seasons after the Super Bowl appearance. But the thing is, I feel like I don't want to say his rushing yards have a lot to do with it, but I mean, he's one of the greatest rushing quarterbacks of all time. I think yeah. those stats to go along with that in terms of all-purpose I, yards are very indicative of his legacy. So, I feel like you you could have included that as well, Rob. But probably should have. Yeah, but the, whatever. Like, yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think this. Like, saying a player's not in the Hall of Fame is not like. Us dissing the player. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I have crazy crazy sitting right beside me. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a big and, fan of the guy, but yeah, and, and he's my team's like starting quarterback. So, you know, I, I like Cam Newton. I think he's a good quarterback, and there's plenty of good players that are not in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. Like Cam, Cam yeah. still had one of the best college careers of all time. He was one of the best rookies of all time in the NFL. So I mean, his legacy speaks for itself, whether or not he's a Hall of Famer by the end of his career. I don't think he will be. I think he might end up getting a nod at some point just because of his rookie success. But I well, mean, I guess we'll have to see. The, the Super Bowl at the end of this year will help his resume. So it's okay. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I think this guy. No, I think it will too. The, the perfect um, 17-0 record will help his yeah. case after this year. Yeah, whatever. Um, moving on, player B, 561 receptions, 6,078 receiving yards, 36 touchdowns, three-time Pro Bowler, and he's got a Super Bowl. I think I know who this is. I think the fact that he's only been three Pro Bowls and only has 36 TDs. Uh, actually, it's That's a good bad. amount of TDs. But he only has three Pro Bowls, and if you have that many TDs, why aren't you in more Pro Bowls? I think, I think that Rob was a bit of a homer here. 
because I know there happens to be a very, very good Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver who isn't in the Hall of Fame right now. Um, I think off of this resume alone, I think the only thing that kind of holds it back, I think, is the receptions. Because I think yeah. a lot of the all-time greats have, I mean, you can really go up in increments. I mean, there are a lot of receivers who have even close to 1,000, if not exceeding 1,000 receptions. But um, I think this is Heinz Ward. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, I think he may be a bit short on a few of these stats, but I think the Super Bowl combined with the Pro Bowls and the passing touchdowns, I think is, or receiving touchdowns is very similar to Heinz Ward. Um, I would... I would say he may make it on a further ballot. I don't think he will be a first ballot, but I think he, I think this resume for a receiver, I think does definitely deserves a second, like a second look at some point. Yeah. I think there's enough kind of meat on this bone that um, like, I think that the Super Bowl, I, I put a lot of stock in like championship wins. So the Super Bowl helps three time pro bowl is impressive. 36 TDs is impressive. I mean, it could be, it could be better, but it's still, pretty good um 6078 yards yeah the, the, i i'm gonna say this person i'm gonna say they're hall of famer the the super bowl and the pro bowl puts it over the edge for me i i think the the fact i hate it so much i like i i hate it and i know that's why a certain someone that we've talked about in other iterations of podcasts will not make it into the Hall of Fame, but I think he should. So, but I think because like uh, Jack said, because of the winning and the Pro Bowls and, you know, he has pretty good numbers, I would say, yeah, this guy's going to make it in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so who who it be, Rob? Who done it? This is not Heinz Ward. Mm. This is... Can I, can uh, I get a hint? It's a tight end. This is Tony G. This yeah, tight end isn't this tight end isn't still active, is are they? No, Tony G's already in the hall. Is it Kittle? Oh Mr. Zach Ertz. Huh. Wow. I mean, I don't I don't mind that, man. I mean, Ertz isn't the flashiest guy on the planet, but I mean there are a lot of guys who are in the Hall of Fame who are known to be really flashy guys. I don't mind I, that at all. I think the Super Bowl helps his case a lot. I think yeah. by by the end of his career, I think he'll he'll because he's what, 30, 31? Or is he um, older than that? I think so. I'm not too sure. I know I think he's, he's somewhere he's had around some, there. Uh, he's had some injury problems, though. Yeah, I think I think give him give him a few more years to kind of get those numbers up. Like he yeah, could easily 30. get 50 touchdowns. Yeah, 30. Like he's, 30. he's still got four or five years, I would say. Like he'll probably get to 750 receptions. He might get to 10k yards if he's lucky. Um, I think 50 touchdowns won't be crazy, but yeah, I think he'll definitely have a good enough resume. I, I think the fact that Kittle is playing the same era that he did is going to make it tough. Or like in the same time frame, so we'll see. I mean, Kittle's like what five years younger, four years younger, something like that. Like, I think it's a pretty yeah. decent amount of time. All right. Well, moving on to player C, the third and final player from this Hall of Fame or not. Um, so he's played in 156 games, posted six interceptions, two touchdowns, 17 forced fumbles, 91 and a half sacks. Six-time Pro Bowler, one he's been named All-Pro, and uh, he has a Super Bowl. I think this is an easy Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't see this anything a, on this resume that's lacking. This you is got the first ballot Hall. Very of complete resume. Like you got the championship wins, Pro Bowls, great individual stats. Um, pretty question. much ten full seasons, which will probably missing a few games here and there probably equate to 11 seasons, 12 full seasons, something like that. Is this 
did this player recently retire? Or yes. I think I know who it is, but I could be wrong. I'll let you guys take a guess because it seems like we easily are saying that yes, he is a Hall of Famer. I honestly have no idea who it is, but the only one that really came to my head was Richard Seymour, but I know he has more Super Bowls than that. It wouldn't be Clay Matthews. Mm, would it be Clay Matthews? It could. He has one Super Bowl. Yeah, he has. I know he has at least one All Pro too. Uh, see, I don't know if this player retired or not. I'm going to seem so stupid if I say his name and then he's still playing. Yeah, I don't think it's Clay Matthews. Just don't know who it is. Can I throw out a wild guess, even though I it could be very wrong? I'm going to throw an outlandish one after, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to say Vaughn Miller, but I could be wrong. Um, I was, thinking Sam, I was thinking Sam Mills, former Saints man and Panthers linebacker. Could be. I don't know if it is, but that's kind of just a wild guess because I know he's still not in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. Because Vaughn... I'm pretty sure Von Miller retired after the 2019 season, but I could be wrong. No, he's still playing. He's still playing. Is he still, yeah. pl- is he still yeah, playing? Yeah, I, think, I think he was just hurt, yeah. Oh, yeah. see. Well, I'm an idiot. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Well, drum roll, please. And you, it's funny because you guys actually said it. What? Is it Clay, Clay Matthews? Matthews? Hey, Clay Matthews. I didn't think it would be Clay Matthews. Yep. Uh, Clay Matthews is definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, he was one of my favorite linebackers when I first started getting into football. Um, he he led a very scary front seven in uh, in the Green Bay. Um, also, I'd probably top five flow all time in the NFL if I had to say say him, Paul Amalu, and a few other guys. But yeah, Clay Clay Matthews was a freak. I mean, you did not want him to be coming through any gap, um, whether he was run run block or sorry run defeating or even just playing coverage, but he was he was a freak in nature. He was like the athletic outside linebacker before athletic outside linebacker. So I give him a lot of credit. I love Clay Matthews. Well, it's just that easy. And even the stats, like there's really no blemishes on those stats. No. Yeah. Like had a great long career, like great amount of Pro Bowls, had a Super Bowl, the All-Pro to boot. I mean, great amount of sacks too. Um, I mean, yeah, there's really no knock. I would love to. I, I don't. I don't know what his tackle numbers are, but I assume he's pretty high. I was gonna throw them in, but then I was like, I wanted. I wanted to kind of like put the most relevant stuff, mm-hmm. kind of. So, but I'm, I'm sure it's very well put together. I I do want to give a quick some quick praise to Robert for not starting a very heated debate that could have gone on for thirty minutes. So I appreciate well, that. You're lucky you weren't here for week one because yeah. Jack and I actually talked about Matt Ryan and whether or not he's a Hall of Famer. No, I tra- no, I, I listened. I listened. <laughs> and I shook my head. But it's all right. No, but but wait, I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I said, said he was a Hall of Famer. Famer. Yeah. yeah. Wait, no, I, I thought, Robert, you said he wasn't. I know Jack said he was. No, I, I mean... After after looking at it, like because well the game okay. was see what we see we're starting we're starting the conversation yeah. now it's gonna now oh, it's okay. gonna get Here bad. Go. I mean we're, we we're splitting this, we're splitting this into two episodes anyways. But the the game was you know like you just just looking at stats, not looking at the player's name and whatever comes with that, saying if he's a hall of famer. So I said he was a, I said he was a hall of famer. So I don't know if Rob yeah. 
we'll no, I, I I agree. I think it's a Hall of Fame. After after taking a look <laughs> at it, I was like, yeah. So what's your beef then, Curtis? No, I well, to say, huh? I, I, uh, the the Matt Ryan here is more on Nate than you guys. Yeah, Nate's, it is. Nate's always been against Matt Ryan, but that's okay. It's just listen. I have no I have no angst to Matt Ryan. I have no personal vendetta against Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a great quarterback. Uh, has been a great quarterback, but that Super Bowl loss on its own will be the only indeciding blemish as to why he will not get into the Hall of Fame. And why Philip Rivers will get into the Hall of Fame. So, Well, if Philip Rivers isn't in the Hall of Fame, but Matt Ryan's in the Hall of Fame. Just wait wait to see the cookie crumble. Matt Ryan Ryan has an MVP. Matt Ryan has a Super Bowl appearance, yes. I just don't think he gets in the MVP off of – or gets in the Hall of Fame off of that. I think the I, fact that he's top, he'll be top five in uh, passing yards will be the caveat to him getting in. So what? Okay, what if Matt Ryan like won a Super Bowl this year? Then he would he would he be a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Okay. I think, and I mean, Alrighty, I, boys, all you gotta do is like, like, win. <laughs> as much that? as as much as championships dictate overall legacy, I hate putting the weight on that. But especially for Matt Ryan's circumstance, I feel like that's almost where you have to put it. Like he almost has everything else. Like he's had a great long career. He has passing yards, as you said, Curtis. But at the end of the day, individual st- uh, statistics, statistics and accolades only hold so much weight. And I feel like that's many Pro Bowls. Yeah. So do you? So wait, Nate. Do you think Philip Rivers should be a Hall of Famer? I think I think right now I think him and Matt Ryan are pretty much on the same trajectory in terms of like Hall of Fame capability in my mind. Um, I think I think I would give Matt Ryan the slight edge right now just because of his Super Bowl appearance and his MVP. But I think the same could be said to Phil. Like Phil's very they're almost equivalent in passing yards. I mean Phil's played almost the same amount of time, if not I think a bit longer than Matt Ryan has right now. Yeah, Rivers has played three more seasons than Ryan. Ryan's like three or four years younger than him. Yeah, so I I don't really I haven't looked at their stats in a while. I like in terms of like comparables, but I uh, I would assume that would kind of dictate the passing yards difference a little bit. I I know that there's a little bit between the two of them. I think probably a season, season and a half worth. But uh, yeah, I would put them pretty much in the same tier. Like I th- I would I would either say both of them get in or neither of them get in. I feel like if you have to give it to one of them, you kind of have to give it to the other. If neither of them will end up finishing with a Super Bowl, but um. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I, I also have just loved Philip Rivers his entire career. I mean, he's one of the only clean trash talkers I've ever seen and does it to an unbelievable ability. So, I uh, yeah, I love Fiery Phil. God, golly, gosh darn it. If if having kids was a stat, then Philip Rivers <laughs> that was would get that was so okay. I'm so glad you brought that up. Hall that Monday Night Football stat of the comparison of Patty Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Philip Rivers, where it was most kids. That was so funny, man. That was so funny. What is it? Okay. Does he have nine so, or ten kids? I think it's nine. That's nine. I don't think he's I don't think he's rounded it up yet. To answer your uh, question, Nate, Phil Rivers is fifth all time in passing yards. Can you guess roughly? Like, well, I'll give you ballpark within like a thousand, two thousand. What uh, Phil Rivers' passing yards is right now? Fifty-four k. A lot more than that. Phil is. Yo, yeah. What, 59K? Keep going, buddy. <laughs> He's high. I didn't think he was higher than that. 65? Low, a little bit lower. 62. 63. It's basically I didn't 60- think it was that high. What's Matty Ice at then? Is he, what, Matty Ice said like 54,000, no? 55? 56,000, basically. Yeah, okay, yeah. He's like 10 yards off of 56,000. 
yeah. So, I mean, that's, as I said, pretty much two seasons worth. So kind of just up to Matt Ryan to kind of get to that caliber. I think he will. Like, I don't, I don't think, I think Matt Ryan and him, as I said, will kind of go down hand in hand. I think the only thing will kind of differentiate them is the Super Bowl appearance in the MVP. But I think Phil, Phil Rivers has a pretty sizable amount more Pro Bowls though, no? Right now, the only person that has retired and is not in the Hall of Fame besides Phil Rivers in the top 10 is Eli Manning, I'm pretty sure, for passing yards. If I don't Eli, think if Eli, Eli Manning, Manning's not a Hall of Famer. Thank you. If Eli Manning gets in the Hall of Fame over either of those two, that's a disgrace. He also did play till he was like in his late. To be 30s. honest, I'm not like no giant slander at all, but Eli Manning is probably one of the worst Super Bowl winning quarterbacks of all time. No, full, full, like- full giant slander. I feel like, yeah, you're, you're yeah. a big fan of the full giant slander, eh? you Patriots fan. You're a big fan of that. Helmet catch. Luckiest catch I've ever seen. My, One of the my... greatest catches of all time. Or, or the most skilled catch you've ever seen. Okay, so if you're, of... calling, if you're calling David Tyree lucky, then you're calling Odell lucky is basically what you're saying. No, I don't think so because the Odell oh, catch. Oh, come the, on. You can't no. play both sides of that. Come on. <laughs> they're, they're not the same thing. Come on. You're telling me pinning a ball to your helmet with a grown okay, man trying to no. rip it okay. out of your grip? Okay, hold on. I'm talking about, I'm saying it's lucky for Eli, not for David Tyree. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind. Okay, that makes sense. I thought you, because, meant, I thought you meant in terms of the, like both catches comparatively. That makes sense. No. Sense. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about like, that was just oh, if, Eli. If David Tyree never made that catch, Eli Manning never wins the Super Bowl, and we're not even having this conversation. E- Eli's easily going to be dropping out of the top 10 because so might John Elway because Rodgers is at 11, and I imagine he'll throw over 57,000 57, yards. Matt Ryan is only like 1,000, maybe Where's a little Brady bit at? Old. Brady Brady's second, or is he first? Like, yeah, he's no, he's second. He's at uh, he's at. 79,000. Who, who's first? Isn't it far? It's Drew no, Brees. Breeze. It? Oh, yeah. Breeze. Yeah. Fuck. 80,000 80, for Breeze. So Breeze going to pass him this year. Yeah. Cut I'd that, imagine. Cut that out. That's a terrible blunder saying Favre instead of Breeze. Cannot say that. <laughs> Brett Favre is at 71,000. Yeah. So I mean, he's only 100 back of Eli, who's third with 71,940. That's insane to me that Eli put up. Stat. How many career interceptions did Eli have, though? I have no clue. I don't feel like looking it up either. He had that one season where he had, I think it was back to back to back three interception games. That's a brutal stat. Yeah, but that wasn't the twilight of his career. Yeah. Joe Flacco is 13th all time. Joe Put some respect is, on his name. I was going to say Joe, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is way more of a case than Eli Manning. To, as, honestly, I was about to say, talk about one of the worst quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl. He's not worse than Eli Manning. No, but he's in that conversation, wouldn't you say? One of the weakest quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl? I'd say one of them. I wouldn't necessarily say he's the weakest. I think I think that crown goes to Eli or someone before him. But, I mean, even, like, if you're basing it off of Super Bowl performances, I mean, Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning. Kind of the worst. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say that. I was just yeah, like, in terms of his performance, like, that defense saved him. And I'm looking at my fucking Cam Newton jersey right here, wishing he <laughs> dived on the football. But... Yeah, I don't know. That game That game was probably one of the more dry Super Bowls I've watched since the uh, – what was that New England game, the one super recently? It was like 13, 13, to, 13 three. to 3. Yeah, yeah that was – Low-scoring Super Bowl also, shout out Alex Smith, who is 27th all-time. I love Alex Smith. I hope he gets in the Hall of Fame. The I crazy will, thing – but I hope he does. The, also, Ryan, Ryan Fitzmagic is also 30th over. I mean, that makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, Fitzmagic's been playing forever. 
Yeah. And if wait, we didn't can, have Darnold right now, I would happily take Fitzmagic on my team. Happily. Can, can you uh can you guess where Cam Newton is like ranking wise all the time? Like I don't need the 65th. I was literally just looking at it like the other day. I would I would assume somewhere in the 60s or 70s, if not lower than that. It's higher. Would, I'll tell you that right now. What he's closer to the top? Or you mean the number's bigger? The the number is smaller. Oh, okay. Um what 43rd? Like 45, yeah. Robert basically got a 46. I mean, it's higher than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. I think he'll finish top 30 by the end of his career. I mean, I think he will. Like, even if he doesn't play with the Patriots for another two or three years, I think he definitely goes somewhere else and plays. Russell Wilson only has 33,000 yards, which seems very low. Well, again, Russ is what, only 29? Let me see. So he's still fairly young for a quarterback. Like, Russ probably still has, I would say, seven years comfortably. Yeah. There's only a couple of people that are still playing that, you know, can Matthew Stafford is definitely getting in the top 10. He's got 45,000 right now. He's yeah, Matthew Stafford's definitely going to get up there. All he needs to do is win a Super Bowl with, uh, with if, uh, to be honest, I was actually just about to say that. I think if Matt Stafford wins a Super Bowl, I think he's going to go to the hall. Yeah. With the Rams. Yeah. And everyone will just say that, you know, despite Detroit, he still put up crazy numbers. Yeah, in, in well, he did. I mean, re- to be honest, dude, what he only had really Megatron his entire career, and he yeah. threw to. I mean, I can't even. I can name a few like other guys from that team, but aside from a few notable guys, like there really aren't that many. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think we feel like just we've been talking in a circle for the last like ten minutes. <laughs> More than that, <laughs> could definitely well, wrap it up and cut the last five minutes. If if we do if we do two episodes, then that's that's not bad. But yeah. I think, that's I think we're going to end up doing two episodes regardless since we have like two hours of footage, but of content, I think we, I think we should definitely do like a, what if episode on here though? Yeah. That would be really good. What, yeah. What, yeah. What if Cam Newton dived on the football? What if, what if, what if, what Atlanta if Eli can... Manning got sacked? <laughs> what if Eli Manning got sacked? What if Brady, what if Brady never threw that pick six against the Titans? What if you, what, Bra- what if Brady never left? Uh, New England. Well, yeah, basically the same thing. <laughs> if he never threw that pick to tennis, like to the Titans, I I really don't think he would have left that team. I th- I think he would have. I think he wanted to get out. I think of his mind was, I think his mind was made up before the end of the season. Oh, conspiracy theory! Did Tom Brady throw the pick on purpose? Did he know he was going to get jumped? <laughs> um, that's a little much, but. So uh, yeah, I, that just about wraps up our the uh, third episode of Spike. Um, covered a lot of topics here. Um, so I'd just like to thank our two guests for coming on, Curtis and Nate. Uh, if you guys want to plug anything, uh, this is your time to do it. No, I just want to go home. Oh, geez. Here goes Debbie Downer. Oh, I just want sleep. Uh, anyway, man, you don't work nights. You have to get out of here. I work full time. I do the same as you. You choose to do nights. I choose. I don't to choose to do nights. Hours. I get scheduled on nights. Yeah, but who took the job? Meathead. Come on. Get your head out of the gutter. Anyway. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm not I'm not even trying to roast you. I'm kidding. We'll cut that part out. Um we, no Kurt. No, no, more, Kurt. more editing. For more, editing. Yeah, more editing. More <laughs> editing. Jesus. No, no Falcon Slander or no Curtis Slander, only Falcon Slander. Um no, we have uh me and Nolan we're doing uh we're recording two episodes of our podcast, I think, tomorrow. So those should be out uh by the beginning of next week at the absolute latest. Um 
also a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the basketball department. We're going to be doing uh, series previews for a lot of the teams, a uh, little finalized award prediction. Um, we're also going to be doing a little uh, poll that you guys can contribute to, uh, all you viewers and listeners of ho- at home and uh, those who interact with the Instagram. We're going to be doing a little like Quizlet form of uh, our top 10 nominees for the all the major awards in the NBA. So you guys will be able to vote on there. We'll be able to see kind of what the demographic feels like it's going to happen. Um, and I guess besides that, be sure to check out uh, be sure to check out the layup line on uh, on Spotify or whatever platform you guys listen to podcasts on. Um, and besides that, hopefully the uh, the first few episodes of the OTL Quiz Show will be dropping hopefully in the next month. I want to say we have a bunch more to still film and edit, but uh, hopefully we can at least pump out the first few episodes to you guys soon. Um, besides that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, yeah, you check out oh. my Instagram too, Nate underscore Kennedy. First E is a three since we used to do that, so apparently we're back on. Okay, well, um, I'm just going to quickly plug the Blue Jays Away podcast. If you're looking for great insight with some of the industry leaders in terms of Blue Jays coverage, make sure to check out the Blue Jays Way. Uh, last week, we just released an episode with uh, Chai Davidi, which was really good. So make sure to check that out. This week, we don't have a guest, but that podcast should be up by the time this is up because, I mean, this is going to take Jack a year to edit. So, you know, yeah. we'll, I'll be surprised to see this in the next week, week or two. And in that time also, if you know it does take that long, we're talking to Keegan Matheson of MLB.com uh, for next week's podcast for the Blue Jays Away. So make sure to check those out. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hockey department's doing series previews similar to the NBA, but only those are starting to come out tomorrow. So we're recording this on... Today is Thursday, right? Yes, sir. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, so starting Friday, they may already all be out by the time this is out, but yeah, make sure to check those out on on uh, the website www.overlinesports.ca. Yeah, and if you also if you want to keep track of um, everything that's going on with all the different OTL podcasts, you can follow the OTL Sports Podcast page on Instagram. Um, and other than that, yeah, I'll just p- probably put everybody's social links in the description of this podcast, so you can find everybody there. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Spiked, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out, homies. Get Spiked.